So the word is powerful. It's alive and it's like a two-edged sword and, and it's, uh, it's, it doesn't, it goes out. God says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void or without producing effect, but it will go out and accomplish the thing for wherein I sent it. So God has sent his word this morning. We're about to receive it. I, I'm preaching a real short message this morning. I promise you. Amen. And then we're going to eat. Praise God. All right, well, hold up your note sheet, which um, we're honoring the Word of God right now. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and His name is Jesus. So make this declaration. Say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to hear and apply His Word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Come on, say amen. Come on, would you slap at least three people high five and say new levels. Amen. Well, this is new levels November. Is what we're calling it. We decided at the beginning of the year that we would, because God had declared this was a year of incredible breakthrough. We've experienced, we're, we're sitting in an incredible breakthrough right here. That this place was available and we were able to get back in. This has been an incredible breakthrough that God has done for us that we were able to get back in here. We used our faith. Boy, we wrestled this thing. We wrestled it, but we won. Amen. And here we are. And then, um, you know, uh, I've experienced an incredible breakthrough in my life. His name is Murray Snow. <laughs> incredible. It wasn't even on my radar at the beginning of the year. I didn't know that God was going to do something so amazing like he has in our lives. It's just been just been wonderful. So it, it has been nothing short of miraculous and, and incredible. And uh, so we've been declaring all year long. We've been writing new chapters with our mouths. Amen. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So we decided, y'all help me do it. In January, we declared it was Jubilee January. We said that we were favored in February. Miraculous March. Amazing Life April. Momentum May. Just Do It June. Jehovah Jireh July. Apple of his eye, August, stretch out September, overflow October. We prepared for an outpouring, and then we declared that this month is New Levels November. So you have to press. How many of you know God wants us to experience breakthrough, but we have to press? Stuff does not just happen. You know, when we talk about the children of Israel going over into the promised land, you know, there were grapes there the size of a man's head. Big giants lived in the land, so I guess big giants, big grapes. But, you know, God did not drop the grapes in their mouths. He put them within their reach. So that next level is within your reach. But you have to reach. You have to stretch out. You have to declare, I'm going to get there. You have to be determined. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. So it's available to you, but you have to press into it. Amen. The promises of God are yes and amen in him, but we have to press into those promises. The promises of God, Galatians 3.13 tells us, are received by faith. Even your salvation was received by faith. 
Every promise from God is it's yes and amen. Yes, you can have it. Yes, it's yours. But by faith, we bring it to pass. And I, I mean, I had a revelation yesterday or the day before yesterday. I was listening to the word. Oh, Kenneth Hagin was, was preaching. Listen to an old sermon from Kenneth Hagin. And he said something about you got to receive it. You got to receive it before you have it. Yeah. That hit my spirit. I said, oh, my God. When you pray, believe you receive. When you pray, believe you receive, and you will have whatsoever you say. When you pray, believe you receive, and you'll have whatsoever you say. So I was like, wow, that hit my spirit like a rhema word. I got to believe I received it. It's like, have I really received it? Or have I just been saying it and just hoping? I got to receive it and say, it's already mine and rejoice like it's already mine. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That, that really hit me. So that took me to a new level of thinking that'll cause me to be able to receive from God. So I just receive it no matter what I see, no matter what I hear, no matter what I feel. Some of us are too caught up in our feelings, yeah. too caught up trying to feel something, too caught up trying to get a goosebump. And that's not what it's about. It's about standing flat-footed and declaring, I believe God's word. I believe his word is more powerful than my circumstance. I believe it's more powerful than anything that I see. Amen? What I see will give way to the truth of what I'm believing. Glory to God. So this is incredible breakthrough number 39. We've preached one series throughout the whole year. (laughs) I'm so proud of us. Praise God. Number one, we're looking at new levels. Philippians 3.13, here's our foundational text. He said, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing, would y'all underline that one thing? But one thing I do, forgetting, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Verse 14, look, this is a key verse right here. I press on towards the goal. I press. That, that means pressure. That means doing something. That means effort. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward or the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So the upward call of God going to a new level. There's always, God is always ever calling us up calling us up to another level. You might think, you know, hey, I'm good right now. But look, God's got another level. Who was it? I I said the other day, Philip translated. He was preaching to the the Ethiopian eunuch, and then the next minute he was gone. As soon as he got him back, he was gone. He had been translated somewhere else. We ain't translated yet. (laughs) Amen. We got to get to the levels of faith that are possible. But see, we have to start thinking, you know, what, what actually is possible for me? I'm so caught up in... What I think right now that I can't receive something bigger. Amen. We have to think bigger so that we can go up to another level with God and then press into it. So number one, stretch towards a new level before you feel ready. You know, if y'all aren't on the prayer call in the mornings at 730, you really ought to do that. I'm telling you, it is so awesome to start your day with prayer. And much of the revelation that I get for Sundays, I get during my little, my little um, prayer time and just time with God before um, the prayer call because I minister on the prayer call every morning, just about 30 minutes of just ministering, and, just, and then we just go into prayer and we hang up. So if you haven't uh, registered for that, you can just pull out your cell phone and just text 
In fact, it tells you on the back of your note sheet how to do it. You just text XLR8, accelerate XLR8 to the number 97,000. But this was revelation that came forth on the, on the prayer call, you know, is that you got to stretch towards a new level before you feel ready. See, like I said, you know, too many of us are caught up in our feelings and we feel like, you know, I don't, I don't feel ready to stretch into another level. I'm waiting to feel something before. See, God says it's not about our feelings. So you, you got to stretch into that next level before you feel like you're ready to go in that next level. I know I'm, I'm preaching good right now. So I read a quote that said this. It said, jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down. Once you've jumped off a cliff, that's a lot of motivation for building some wings, isn't it? You have a whole lot of motivation. So, yeah, so jump off and then just decide, you know, I'm going to fly or I'm going to crash. <laughs> Either one, God, you, knew, you see I need some wings right now. You better come on. Amen. So I read about a composer who books recording time before he's ever written the first note. So his money is invested because he's, he's put down money to save that time in the recording studio to, um, to record his next album. And so with that investment and, and the dates that he's set for himself, okay, I've got this much time to start writing notes, to start writing music. And because he puts himself under that kind of constraint, and then what he does is he makes an announcement to all his fans, my new album is coming out on this date. And then, and then that way, he's got to do it. See, sometimes we're, 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 we're locked up in someday. Should I say it? Procrastination? We're locked up in someday. But if you go ahead and put a date on the calendar like we did two weeks ago, we said we're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner here and i'm like i set a, a, a goal for myself we're going to have the kitchen at least mostly done by then so within a week <sighs> like but i kept in front of my mind we'll have appliances in there it'll be clean thank god we'll be able to we'll, so i kept that in my mind and i busted my behind busted my behind to get it done to get the bathrooms looking good and and to work you know so the i had a goal and i set a date and if i hadn't set a date i'd have been like you know i'm tired i'm going home but instead i worked 14 hours a day for five days in a row and got it done didn't do it by myself but i got it done and, and could everybody just stand up that came this week and painted or cleaned or vacuumed or set stuff up everybody come on stand up stand up stand up stand up Look at here. Come on, y'all, give it up for my partners. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. It wouldn't have happened without everybody coming and doing their part. But see, we all pressed together because we had a date. You know, the, the more we went, the more excited we got about it. And listen to what this guy's favorite quote is, this composer. He says, to achieve great things, you need a plan and not enough time. <laughs> is that ever true? You need a plan and not enough time. So then you'll really press to get it done. Amen? All right. That deadline keeps you pressing. You know, I kind of felt like that's what I saw happen before my eyes this week. Pastor Robert showed up every day this week with one purpose and one focus in mind. And that one purpose and that one focus was to move this stage from over there to over here. We built this stage, what, 17 years ago? 
17 years ago, we built this stage over there. And Pastor Robert said, I said, we're going to move the stage. And I think, I, did I announce we were going to move the stage? Yeah, I said, we're going to move the stage. It just came out of my mouth. I didn't, think, well, I didn't know what was involved with moving the stage. I didn't know how it was built. I didn't know it was under there. I didn't build it. All I know is that I cheered when it was done. So he had one focus in mind, move the stage from over there to over here. He's like, well, my pastor said it. There must be a way to do it. So we looked at it the first day, I think. Didn't we just look at it real good? Oh, oh no, 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 no. Here we did. Here we did. Let me see. Well, we'll wait. We'll wait till we get that. I don't want to get ahead. But he was relentless. And, you know, it was really astounding to watch his determination and if you're going to go to another level, that's one thing you're going to have to have is determination. You're going to have to have a lot of tenacity so that you just keep pushing. Amen? So look, number two, let's look at the going to a new level process because I really saw it because new level started with moving the stage from there to here. New level. This is new level over here. Amen? So it started, this was just a really good picture. So as I was looking at the, at the pictures last night, I thought, well, I need to send them to Jennifer so we can get them up. And as I looked at the process, I'm like, oh, my God, there's a sermon in these pictures. So I said, okay, Lord, this is what we're going to do. Because, you know, it was a process. Somebody say process. Because if we're not careful, we'll look at the final outcome and not really appreciate the process that went into making that happen. You look at a person whose life, is, they got it together, but you don't know the process that they went through to get that life to that place. It's a process, and we wonder, why am I not there? Why am I? Well, see, you just got to get in the process. Get in the process of knowing God and let God bring you there, but you have to apply yourself to it. So for, for, to move that stage from over there to over here, it was a, it was a process. And so for every person for every situation or life breaking free to another level there is a process so we're continuing to press for 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 new incredible levels of breakthrough in november so number one going to a new level starts with choosing to forget what's behind choosing to forget what's behind that's what paul said there's one thing i do one thing i do Forget what's behind because you can't press forward until you let go of yesterday, until you let go of the old, until you let go of, the, of what was. And, you know, I love that stage over there. It was so pretty, the columns and the arches. Wasn't it beautiful? It was just, it was so pretty. And, you know, I could have just said, well, let's just move it over here. But I knew God was saying move it over here because this will be our future children's church. When, we're, when we grow out of here, we're already almost grown out of here. When we grow out of here, we're going to, I left the sliding door because I had paid for them to, to fill in that door right there, but that's a sliding wall. I said, leave it because I like to go over and visit my next level. I like to go in there and just, there's, there's a stage I built in there. It'll see 400 just on the other side of that wall. So I like to go over there and just stand on the stage and sing. I like to just go stand on the stage and see y'all's faces and just a sea of people and just, and just say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yes. He has anointed me to hear and apply His Word. Amen. Ah, I'm about to know better so that I might do better. I go over there and just preach. So I left it so, so I can go over there and, and, and see the next level because that's part of the process. But it starts with forgetting what's behind. I had to let go of that in my heart. I had to let go of yesterday and all the great things that we did with it like it was. And I had to focus forward 
on all the great things we're going to do that now it's going to be a fellowship hall. We're going to open up the windows. There's two windows that we covered up back there. Big, huge windows. We're going to open up those. We'll take the sheetrock off so that we'll have a nice view of the ghetto alley in the back. <laughs> no, it actually doesn't look that bad that far down the you go down this way. We've we got a plan to get a big dumpster and clear that out. But praise God, some, some natural sunlight out there, build walls around here. Um, it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited about it. But it starts, you know, that next level. You've got to forget what's behind. So what is it that you need to forget? What is it that you need to let go of? What is it that you keep rehearsing over and over and over in your mind? What is it that you, that's got a hold of you that's not letting go because you keep rehearsing it? See, you can't nurse it. What is nurse it? We do not pet demons. We will not pet your demon. We're not going to pet a demon. We're going to run it off. Amen? And you, you have to, you, and you can't pet a demon. When I say pet a demon, it's not like it's not a literal demon, but a thing that's got a hold of you. If you keep holding on to it and letting it stay around, it, it's just going to grow. You keep feeding that thing. You, keep, you don't give it any life. You've got to cut it off and let it go. Just like them columns are down, over in the corner. We even put a black tarp in front of them. We don't even want to look at them anymore. They go home. I hope so. somebody come get them and take them to their church and let them live on somewhere else. Praise God. But you've got to let go. There's some stuff you've got to let go of. Amen? Some stuff you've got to forget about. You've got you to let it go. We don't nurse it and we don't rehearse it, but we choose to reverse it, right? So we don't nurse it. We're not going to pet it. And, and we're not going to rehearse it. Don't let it. That thing that keeps playing over and over and over again in mind, you keep visiting the hurt. Keep visiting the, the, the problem. Keep, keep visiting it. You can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. You can't move forward. You have to decide. It's a decision that you make. Sometimes it's hard. It's hard to let go. Why do we hold on like that? Because we love sentimental I don't want to forget. No, but we have to. Paul says this one thing I do, forgetting what's behind. That's why the rearview mirror is small and the windshield's big, right? Because we're moving forward. Praise God. So we're going to another level. All right, John, 1 John 5, 4. We've got to decide to be an overcomer. 1 John 5, 4 says, whatever is born of God does what? Overcomes the world. And this is the victory that's overcome the world, our faith. And you might feel like, well, you know, I just can't let go. You know, you just have to say, by faith, I let go. Right now, by faith, I receive that I have let go in Jesus' name. Amen. So God has better for you. Let the last level go so you can press into that, that new level. And um, to really let go, you have to really believe that God has a plan for better. Sometimes you hold on because you think that's the best it's ever going to be. God has a plan for better. God always has more, and he always have be- has better. Look, look at what the scripture says, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a what? A future and a hope. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So he's got something your eye had never seen, your ear had never even heard, neither has it ever even entered into your mind or your heart the things that God has for you. 
Woo! He says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are higher than the heavens are from the earth. Praise God. So he's got some stuff in his mind for you that hadn't even crossed your mind yet. And he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask, think, dream, or imagine. So he's got somebody better. He's got something better. He's got a better job, a better promotion. He's got something better for you. You've got to believe it's possible, though, so you'll let go of the old, so you'll stretch forward toward the new. This one thing. I do this one thing. Oh, you got to let go. Psalm 84, 11, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall what? Give you the desires of your heart. There are some desires you don't even know what they are yet. If it's so big you can't think of it, you can't even desire it yet because you, you, you can't think that big. But he'll give you the desire. He will blow your mind. Murray Snow blows my mind. I, can't, I didn't even think such a person existed. Amen. Hallelujah. But that's how big God is. Number two, going to another level requires a made-up mind. It requires a made-up mind. Now, did, did I already put pictures in? No? No? Don't, don't go ahead of me because I put them in right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Going to another level requires a made-up mind. You got to make up your mind. 1 Kings 18, 21, how long will you falter between two opinions? Joel 3, 14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. See how God calls the place of indecision a valley? The place of indecision where you don't know, I don't want to do this, and I don't do that. You got one foot in, one foot out. You're, you're hot, you're cold. A double-minded man, the Bible says, is unstable in all his ways. Then the Amplified, it says, everything he thinks, feels, and decides. Can't be double-minded. You've got to make up your mind. I'm going this way. Let me go over here and pet your demon a little bit. Got to have a made-up mind. And then, you know what? The power of a made-up mind is hard to stop. Once you make up your mind, it's hard to stop. Look at Ruth 118. Naomi and Ruth, they were, it was mother-in-law. Naomi was the mother-in-law, and Ruth was her daughter-in-law. And, and uh, Naomi's husband died, and Ruth's husband died, and Orpah, her sister-in-law, all the boys died. So, so Naomi and her husband had two boys, Maclon and Chilion. One means sick, and the other means half dead. I don't know what she was thinking when she named her kids. Sick and half dead, died. Because they got called sick and half dead every day. Hey, sick, come here. Half dead, what you doing? That's what they got called every day. So, yeah, they died. It's no wonder. But they died, and, and they, were in, they were in another land. They were in the, 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 the uh, land of Moab, and that's where Ruth was from. She was a Moabitess. You know, they had false gods. They worshiped the Baals. They worshiped all, you know, she was an idolater. They, they would sacrifice their, really, their children on an altar. It was terrible, terrible people. And uh, let me say not terrible people, but some really good people can get caught up in deception. But when she came and, and attached herself and got married, and she was, she was married to, to people from Israel, people, the people of God, when her husband died, and Naomi said, girls, y'all stay here. I'm going back home to, to where I'm from. Going back to your home, and, and maybe you can find a husband in Moab. And, and Orpah cried and left and went back home. She said, 
deuces, I'm out of here. But Ruth clung to her mother-in-law. And she said, entreat me not to leave you nor to forsake you or to stop following after you. For wherever you go, I'm going to go. Your people shall be my people and your God is going to be my God. And so Naomi, it says that when she saw that Ruth was determined to go, she stopped talking to her. This girl had made up her mind. It didn't make any sense to keep talking to her. How many of you know that that's what it's like? When somebody, you know somebody's made up their mind for good or bad, you're wasting your time trying to talk. So, so look at the scripture there where she says, when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go, she had made up her mind. She stopped urging her. So turn to tell your neighbor, say, make up your mind, please. Or number three. Take a step where there's no going back. All right. Here's the first picture from Pastor Robert. When he peeled that carpet back, there was no turning back. Any attachment I had to the uh, stage over there was over with. And I thought, my God, what a picture that is of faith. When you step out in faith to a level where there's no going back, you step out of the boat and onto the water, not like this, but you take that other leg out the boat and get on the water, that's where the power of God meets you. So there's no going back. Take a step where there's no going back. Once he took hold of the carpet and started pulling it up, there was no going back. He pulled the carpet off. That's it. We're definitely moving. Any thoughts I had of turning around? <laughs> we're over with. But you know what? A lot of people are stuck and frozen at that step. I, can't, I just can't make myself rip that first piece of carpet up. I just can't make myself put that other leg out the boat. But see, that's where the power of God meets you. Deuteronomy 1.6, it says, When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, You have stayed at this mountain You've stayed at this mountain long enough. You've got to decide. I have stayed where I am. I have flip-flopped. I've been in this cycle for long enough. I'm coming out. Amen? You've been at this mountain long enough. And then look at Exodus 14, 15. It says, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to do what? Why are you crying? He says, Go forward. Go forward. Take a step. Amen? All right. Then my next point is number four. Stay focused on the goal. Stay focused on the goal. Proverbs 4, 4 25 through 27. Is it looks, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. And one thing about Pastor Robert was when, when he started on this thing, there was no getting him off of it. He stayed focused. Some, sometimes he would just stand there and just look at it. We looked at it like the first day. Didn't we look at it the first day? The, almost the whole first day we just looked at it. The next day I was at Home Depot buying two different kinds of sauce. You know, and then when he didn't know what to do, he, he just laid down and looked underneath it. He just sat there and looked at it. But he stayed focused on the goal. What is it underneath there? What do I need to cut next? What is my next step? Amen? Amen. Stay focused on the goal. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. 
Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the path. Stay on the path. Somebody needs to hear that today. Stay on the path. Help me say it one more time. Stay on the path. Stay on the path. Stay on the path. Next year is my 25-year birthday of being saved. Why did I make it to 25 years? I've stayed on the path. Amen. There's some rough patches in this path. But I stayed on the path. And I'm still here. Amen. Praise God. So stay focused on the goal. Don't get sidetracked. Then number five, keep yourself encouraged. Keep yourself encouraged. You can't wait for somebody else to come along and encourage you. I never had to come out. I did come out and encourage Pastor Robin. I'm like, you know, you got this. I know God's going to show you what to do. He'd say, well, God said we're going to jack it up and move it over there on this one dolly. I said, okay, Pastor. I said, you sure? He said, that's what the Lord said. I said, okay. You got this. And I went on back in there staining floors and hanging all the stuff I was doing in the other room. He said, yeah, the Lord said. I said, okay, well, then just do it. He listen to me talking to you. But he would encourage himself. He, he would stop and sit there and just talk to the Lord for a minute and let the Lord talk to him. And that's what you got to do on your path. Sometimes you got to stop and just let God talk to you. You got to stop and just, just say, God, what do you want me to do next? What's my next move? Stay focused on the goal. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. First Samuel 30, verse 6. But David did what? Encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Romans 12, 11 says, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. That was, that was the tough part right there, wasn't it, Pastor? Because <laughs> I've never seen this man get tired. But when he got through ripping that carpet off, that carpet whooped his behind. He got through ripping the carpet off, and he was like, I got to sit down. <laughs> Praise God. But he would encourage himself. And then number six, pray when you don't want to know what to do next. You don't know what to do next? Say, Lord, I'm out here. I'm on this water. You better start talking. Here I am, Lord. I need to hear you, Lord. Speak, Lord. And we would, we started singing that song, speak, Lord, speak, Lord. I need you to speak to me. <laughs> the one from Color Purple, I was tried, tried to sing the one on Color Purple. I didn't know, I didn't know at all. But praise the Lord. So pray when you don't know what to do next. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Okay, he said jack it up. Okay, that's what he said. Okay, don't make sense. You're going to use a car jack to jack up this hole. It's a little bigger than a car. So he stuck it right under the front there and started jacking. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall Direct your past. Message Bible says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. You might say, but Pastor Sally, you're talking crazy. God talks to you? Yes, he talks to me. And he talks to you too. You will hear his voice. That's, that's how he's designed us to live and to be. He's the one who'll never leave you. When somebody else won't give you advice, he'll give you advice. He's a good God, and he loves you, and he ain't mad at you. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to hear his voice. Hallelujah. So pray when you don't know what to do next. Listen for his voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. And I watched this man do it. I said, okay. Even if I was doubting, I was like, shut up and just move on. He said he heard God's voice. Just come back and watch it move. 
And though, and then number seven, see, I look at him sitting there. Number seven, trust God to send the help you need right on time. Wayne and Lily got here after he had pretty much done a lot of cutting out, and they started taking the columns and the arches down. See, there it is. He cut that thing out like a slice of pie, jacked up the front of it, and put a little hand dolly under it that we could sort of steer. That was the steering mechanism. That's what he saw. I said, well, it looks like we're going to need more dollies. So he went down to the rental place. They even tried to jack with us. I called and ordered six six furniture moving dollies, four-wheel dollies. You know what I'm talking about? It's a little platform with four wheels on it. I called and ordered six of them. I said, we'll be ready. They said, we have them. Come get them. He went down there to get them. They said, oh, no, you have to reserve those. We said, we did. He said, no, 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 we don't have any. He called me and said, who did you talk to? I described the person I talked to, and uh, he said, sure enough, here, the, the guy you described just walked in the door. And he said, that's the one. Ask him. He said, yeah, we got him. They're right back here. But we had to fight. We had to press. Come on, press on. Amen. See, we just don't, don't take no for an answer. No, we did our due diligence. Amen? So sent just the right help right on time. Wayne came in and helped him pull the arches down and the columns down. They just, they, they just did it. And look, there's the stage, right where it's supposed to be. Look at him, look at him sitting on his, uh, sitting on it, just eating a barbecue sandwich. <laughs> just victory. Look at him, sitting there on the edge of his victory. Y'all, it was a big deal. When you look at a stage sitting over there knowing how big it is, but I'm telling you, God is able, able to help you move and do the impossible when you just believe him, you're determined, you stay focused, you stay on the path, you forget what's behind, and you press on towards what's ahead, you encourage yourself in the Lord, and then expect that God's going to send the help you need, the committed help, the wisdom that you need. He'll send it right on time. you got to believe that he's going to do that, and you will be victorious. Psalm 121, 1 through 5, he said, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. So he's right there. Just you're in the shadow of the almighty. You got to know that he's there and he's going to walk you through it. You're in the valley of decision. Hey, yea, though I walk through the valley, I'm going to walk through the valley because my shepherd is with me. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to get excited today. Glory to God. Father, we praise you for your word this morning. And we are thankful, Lord, as this is Thanksgiving, you know, this Thursday, Lord, we're so grateful for all the the gifts and all the good things that you pour out into our lives. Lord, we thank you for our next level because this morning we've received it in our spirit. So, Lord, we know that we have it, even though we may not see it, we may not feel it, we may not hear it. God, it's already ours because you've promised it. And, Lord, you will not allow us to, to fail. You love us too much to let us fail. We are anchored in your love, Lord God. We are anchored today in your love. So, Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We enter your gates with thanksgiving and come into your courts with praise. Thank you, Lord. He who is mighty has done unto us mighty things. All oh, the 
that you've done, Lord God, all that you're doing and all that you will do. We give you glory and thanks and praise for it all right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. All right. Now, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, maybe you're here this morning. You say, Pastor Sally, you know what? I don't know if I'm right with God, but I want to be right with God. I want to do my part or whatever I need to do to get my heart right with him, to get my life right with him. I want to get on track today and stay on track. I want to get on that, on that, that pace with him and on that, in that place with him where I hear his voice and I'm in step with his will for my life. Pastor Sally, that's me. Would you pray for me today? Would you pray for me? Maybe today you felt Jesus knocking at the door of your heart. He says, open the door. I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who hears my voice, open the door to me. I'll come in and I'll commune with you. I'll sup with you. I'll talk to you and you'll talk to me and we'll be together. You won't do life alone anymore. Somebody's felt really alone in the battle that you've been in. You felt really alone. That is the deception of the enemy. You are never alone. He's always the shade at your right hand. He's always there with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Even when you mess up, you are his child and he adores you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So in just a moment, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with everyone. I'm going to just say a simple prayer. And listen, all of heaven is listening right now. Because heaven rejoices not over big buildings, not over big stages or moving things around. Or he doesn't, heaven doesn't rejoice over that. But heaven rejoices over one person who turns to him. Heaven quiets down at a moment like this to bend down and listen for some person to say yes to Jesus. And so this is your moment. This is your time. To say that today is your day. Today is your day to receive Christ. On November the 18th, 2018, 11, 18, 18. That's a good day to have a birthday. You won't forget it. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Old things are passed away. All things become new. It's a good day to become born again. Your spirit comes alive to God when you just simply believe that Jesus came to pay our sin penalty because the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us are sinners. We're born with it. We're born with it like it's in our DNA because when Adam and Eve sinned, mankind was infected with sin. It's gone generation to generation. But the Bible says that the wages or the penalty for sin is death. But the good news of the gospel is that for God so loved the world, That whoever believes in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. Wow, that's the good news is that Jesus came and he hung on a sinner's cross and died for you and me. He hung on a hill called Calvary on a cross. He was innocent. The Bible said he'd committed no sin. And nobody took his life. Don't say they did it to him. No, they didn't crucify him. He said he laid his own life down. He gave his life as a ransom for you and me. We're redeemed by what he did. 
freely. The Bible says he was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and he opened not his mouth. He could have called 10,000 angels to stop the whole thing, but he didn't. He did it because he loved you and me, and he didn't want us to be separated from him. He wants this. He yearns for this relationship for you to have with him. He yearns for it more than you do. Hallelujah. All right, so I'm going to pray. And you just say this little prayer with me. You mean it in your heart. And the Bible says that you shall be saved. You'll be saved from your sins, saved from being separated from God for eternity. You'll be one with him. You'll begin to hear his voice. You begin to read the Bible. It'll make sense to you. You come to church and the word is going to be like fresh bread coming across to you. You'll just feel so full in your spirit. It's like your spirit is going to come alive to God and to the things of God. It's a wonderful thing. Wonderful, wonderful. It's the most wonderful thing that's ever happened to me. Knowing Jesus. It's a wonderful thing. All right, so I'm going to pray. Their heads bowed and their eyes closed. Very, very reverent, holy moment. Just say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up. Sometimes on purpose. And sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know. But I'm sorry for my sins. I believe you sent Jesus to die in my place. And I believe that you raised him from the dead that first Easter morning. So Jesus, come into my heart and into my life. I hear you knocking. And I open the door and ask you to come in and sup with me. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer and you truly meant it in your heart, the Bible says you need to let somebody know. Make a public declaration of him. Now, I'm not going to ask anybody to stand up or come forward or anything like that. But what I'd like for you to do is to take the little connection card that you got in your, in your, in your packet. And if you would, just fill out the front with your name on it. And then on the back, there's a little box that says, yes, I choose Jesus and commit my life to Christ as my Lord. Just put a little check mark there. It's your way of, of declaring him and, and um, you know, owning him, saying a public declaration. And that way I'll know that you've made that decision today, and I'll be calling you this week to let you know what your next steps are in Christ. How many of you know that when an infant is born, you got to take care of it? Amen. And so it's the church's job to take care of you and to help you spiritually, take care of you spiritually, to help you know what your next steps are in Christ so you'll be successful as a Christian. I've written a curriculum called Firm Foundation, and Pastor Carolyn teaches it on Sunday morning at 930. She's awesome. The class is awesome. I wrote the curriculum myself so that you could get this foundation of God's word to grow and build your life on. Amen? So you'll be successful in life. So I just need to know who you are, make sure you turn this in. In just a moment, we're going to receive our offering. If you would, just slop, slip it in, slop it. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> just slip it into the uh, offering basket, and we'll um, receive that. All right. Well, it is offering time.